The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys like And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. It is Tuesday, February 8th. Welcome aboard. Guys, it feels like it's been a lifetime. I think that'll happen when you disappear to the Senior Bowl and then there, there's a snowstorm. Uh, in reality, it's only been a week since we've been together. Welcome back to the Draft Show. I'm David Hellman. I'm joined by Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broadus, and the newly engaged Kyle Yeomans. Yeah, I saw the picture! Congratulations, It looks like buddy. she said yes. She did. Yeah, okay, thank goodness. Incredible. That would have been awkward. Yeah. I just <laughs> will take you behind the curtain. I just, I, I'm glad this all worked out for you, man, because goodness. the whole time we were in Mobile, I think we had four flight changes and had to change cities to get the hell out of there with all the weather in Dallas and the whole time, Kyle was like, as long as I'm back by Sunday morning, just I, I have an important obligation on Sunday. I have a thing. I'm sitting there like, I just want to go drink with Jeff. Yep. We uh, pulled that off on Sunday. Yeah, oh, we did. Yeah. pulled that off. So I'm glad it worked out for y'all, While too. you were making life-altering decisions, we were having some Miller Lights. Which well, that's good. The draft show is brought to you by Miller Light. But yeah. congratulations, Kyle. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, and now I'll do my best Brian impression. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get to the draft. Let's talk Move to the draft. it along. No, oh, did anybody man. try and talk you out of it? No, <laughs> no, not yet. Brian, don't, don't, do not do don't your don't thing do right it now. Don't do it, Brian. Okay. He's got a bit where it's everybody's best friend's job to tell them not to get married. Not or to something. do it. And it's a you let the man be happy for a no. second. No, I mean you have to as a friend. You have to say. Just to ask, right. You have to ask yeah. because that's a definition of a true friend. Again, another true friend will not ask another one to help him move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that's another buddy, thing. Buddy, the older I get, yeah. the truer that rings. Yeah. My so, back can't do congratulations. it. Congratulations. I asked him. Yeah. <laughs> I asked him. Yeah. Well, thank you. We're good. Yeah, we were. We had a lot of fun. It was a great day and, and got to celebrate with, with a bunch of people afterwards. So lots of fun. She's happy. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. And yeah, nobody tried to talk me out of it, so maybe I don't have any friends. You don't have any there. friends then. Well, maybe yeah. that's the case. So you have to ask, Jeff. Yeah. Well, you have to ask. <laughs> maybe he just the has man to... just figured out he doesn't have any friends. I don't have any friends, maybe I guess. He has yeah. different kinds of friends. Maybe yeah. we just maybe no, maybe everybody just feels that good about this. That's, I'm I'm hoping that's probably That's the what it is. That yeah. well, we're all very happy for you. Well, all right. Thank you. Enough of this sentimental Yeah, let's crap. talk draft. Let's get to the senior bowl. We're all back. Kyle and I were there. You guys had a front row seat on NFL Network, just like everybody else. So I just want to do this first segment. We kind of previewed it. We had some guys we wanted to keep an eye on. We'll just go around. Um, big impressions, obvious. I mean, there's going to be risers and fallers. Guy, faller, is faller a word? Guys that sure. stood out to you. Brian, I want to start with you because, yeah. again, I'm always fixated on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, these quarterbacks. I did, yeah. They they don't mean anything to me because I know none of them are going to wear a Cowboys uniform. But with as many first-round prospects as were there, I do think it's worth talking about just in the sense of that is going to help shape the first round, and I'm curious for your thoughts. Yeah, about no, I, I actually thought that to, when you watch these quarterbacks play, you know, and I'm one of these guys that I understand what Corral is from Mississippi. I like Willis you know, from Liberty. 
I, th- those are like my top two guys. And then I'm kind of tr- trying to s- uh, sort out with what Howell and Pickett and Strong and Ritter. And I think the Senior Bowl did a really good job too with 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 Zappy there as well. That they, you know, that you got to see these guys throw the ball live in practice. You got to see them actually play in the game. I, you know, they divide it up you, depending on how many reps and stuff you get. But I really do feel like the Howell kid from North Carolina helped himself in this game. I really do. I think there's a lot of people sleeping on him right now. But if you watch the way that he played, and in, in this league, we all watch the game. So we understand that the mobility of the quarterback is important. And I thought with him, he did a great job of avoiding the rush, keeping eyes downfield, making good throws. You know, those are the types of things that I think that you can you could take from this and say, oh, okay, this is why this kid is this. And, you know, I, the thing I'll go back with, with a guy like Zappi, say, you know, from him, you can see, if you watch the Western Kentucky tape, as good as he was throwing the football and how accurate he is, he doesn't have the arm strength of the other guys. You can clearly see that watching him play. And I'm not talking about the final play, the Hail Mary and all that stuff like that. But overall, when you watch him throw the ball, it is clearly different than the other quarterback. So I think overall, though, you kind of got a good idea of how some of these guys are going to look and how they're going to play, how they're going to take to pro coaching through the practices and then what you saw with the game. So the line coming out of Mobile is that, and this is just a general statement, but the overall vibe I'm getting is that people view Kenny Pickett as maybe the safest guy that was there. Do you think that's fair or do you think it's Howell? You know what, to me, Pickett probably in a lot of people's minds, I, I just think that going in, there was a lot of people that thought very highly of Howell. And then the season at North Carolina didn't go like it it was supposed to. But but all of a sudden though you're in a situation where you know if you watch his tape of North Carolina and you watch all his throws and stuff like that, I mean you see a guy that 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 that's got the arm talent that can stand on the left hash, throw it all the way to the right sideline, make plays, mobility, all those things. I, I just feel like that he he was a guy that people kind of forgot about. And now he's kind of back in the picture. But Pickett's a guy, too, that, I mean, again, it, it just – we always talk about the ice cream, you know, it's just the flavor you like. Me personally, though, I think – I wish Corral wouldn't have gotten hurt at the, in the bowl game because I think he would have been at the senior bowl, and you've got to see him as well. And, and But the, the quarterbacks that got the opportunity to participate, I thought, uh, I thought held up very, very well. I think there was uh, – and I completely agree with the fact on, on Sam Howell kind of – elevating himself through the game through practices I felt like he kind of got lost in the shuffle with some of the the oohs and the ahs of Malik Willis and what he was able to do because his arm strength was on full display because he's always been known for that mobility that running attack but he he had some zip on the ball every time it left his hands it was it was on point he had the accuracy Sam Howell never had that same kind of moxie to him in practice, but then he came to the game and right. just dealed in the middle yeah. of, of Saturday. He's a, he's When you watch him throw, and again, we're getting into quarterbacks here and stuff, to me, okay. but, but you watch the way he, he stands in the pocket and throws, it's really an overhand throwing motion. Yeah. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, these quarterbacks in day and age, we've seen the ones we've evaluated, they all can sling it around guys and stuff like that. This is an over-the-top thrower is what this guy is. And, you know, I've always kind of felt like him not getting to watch a lot of North Carolina practice and stuff. I'm sure if you were scouting and you went to 
Chapel Hill and you sat down and said, oh, okay, maybe he's not a great practice player. Maybe he's not this or that or the other. But I think when you watch him play in the game, I mean, all these quarterbacks have those has traits that you're kind of like, okay, if I draft this guy, this is what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it was a good week for all these guys. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm worried about Strong's knee. You know mm-hmm. the kid from out there. Out, and, and you're always know. such a bummer with the medicals. Well, I'm, I'm always. But, but that's I'm about Pickett's hands. Yeah, but that's you know, something. Oh, his, his dislocated thumb. thumb his yeah. thumb. His yeah. double jointed thumb. Did he have on the picket with his gloves too? Right. Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> yeah. always. Yeah, the gloves. And that, how can you hold a ball like this? It's hard. I don't know. He does a pretty good job of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, got to the Heisman ceremony that way. Yeah, that's true. I think. I think the thing was strong. I think when you really, really dig in on him. That knee is going to be a problem, and he talked about it at the at the at the game that it's something that where he has detached cartilage and from the bone and stuff like that, and he's you know he, he didn't wear a brace and you know there's a lot I mean there's people that if you like him you're going to have to kind of put some of the medical stuff aside uh, for him as well. Real quick because there's plenty of other guys we want to get to, sure. but. I feel like I talked too long about quarterbacks but, there. But Sorry that's the that. it's fascinating to me because the idea going into senior bowl week was like, eh, these quarterbacks are like mid round picks and no. even then you might be overdrafting. Yeah. Reminds me of Mac Jones. Like he wasn't yeah. a consensus first rounder when he got to Mobile. Then there's smoke that he's gonna go as high as two, then he settles into fifteen. So did any of these guys change that outlook? I mean, for, I, I can just I, I can imagine Howell really climbing up the draft boards. I, I, the only one I have in the first round is Corral, and then is from that, that right? point okay. on, it's Willis, Howell, Pickett, and then even lower than that, Strong, Ritter, and then Zappy. That's kind of the order that I have them right now. But Corral is my only top first round type so of guy. The one guy we didn't see this week. Good yeah. to know, yeah. mm. Jeffrey. What happened? What else stood out to you from Senior Bowl week? Who'd you like? Who didn't you like? Uh, okay, I'm going to go with guys I like. And uh, one of them is Roger McCreary, the cornerback from Auburn, because I like to pay attention when they do the measurements because I know what NFL teams do. And so there's going to be NFL teams that don't like Roger McCreary, the cornerback from Auburn. Why? Because he's got tiny arms. He's got mm. the T-Rex thing going on. So his arms are like 29 and change. So he won't be here. Yeah, he won't be here, but he's worth mentioning. <laughs> At least he goes he's really to a big good. school. Yeah. yeah, he goes to a big school. True. But um, because I had watched his tape like right after the measurements, and I was like, all right, let's see what this tiny arm guy is about. And what the tiny arm guy is about is being better at covering than anyone else in the yeah. class. Yep. It's yeah. like you can't get away from him. He's the sticky cover guy that plays press man with his yep. 29-inch arms in the SEC on the outside. Mm-hmm. And Roger McCreary's a baller. I would not be surprised if he goes in the first round. Yeah. I would not hate if he were a Cowboy, but I know how the NFL works, and I think there's a lot of teams that are going to look at him and just be like, nope, not for us, because he's a sub-six-foot, short-armed guy. But just throwing that name out there, Roger McCreary's a baller. I'll tell you what, Jeff has got this kid nailed. And I'll tell you what's even more impressive, and I'll let Kyle get into this mm-hmm. as well. This kid, when you watch him play in the red zone, he doesn't yes. give up anything mm-hmm. in the red zone. And I watched Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, LSU – He's not giving up anything to these guys. And I think that's the thing. You could talk about short arms and all that, but where he has short arms, he has really good feet, almost great feet. You know, the way he's able to move and react and things like that. So, yeah, if he, if you talk about fourth, uh, first-round corners, he's right there in that mix with our guy at Cincinnati, LSU, and, and Auburn. I, I think he's right in that mix with those guys. No, oh. I like him a lot, too. I had him as in like an early, early second-round grade, but he's – Probably my number three corner yeah. on on my 
list of guys that I've watched so far. I watched that LSU game, but the Alabama game was the one that yeah. I really was impressed with because he was going up against Williams on one play and then Mechie on the other play, and every single time he was traveling. He was not yeah. stuck on one side of the field. He traveled. He has yeah. versatility to play outside. He can play in the spl- slot, and like Jeff said, he is so sticky. He's in the hip pocket of every single receiver, no matter what the route tree has to deal with, and he's so fluid in doing so. You mentioned footwork. That was one yeah. of the things that I had I had bolded was his footwork is almost phenomenal. You can't be a sticky man cover player if you don't have great feet. No. You just can't. You can't have slow feet. You can't react. I mean, your feet can get you out of a lot of a lot of problems. And again, I think both these guys got the, the player absolutely right. The overall theme of the week seems to be that the defensive line talent in Mobile was otherworldly and I I think I agree I mean Jermaine Johnson kind of speaks for himself right y'all talk about it if you want I mean he he took Thursday off I just think that that <laughs> that basically says everything you need to know he whooped everybody so bad that he was like I, I think I'm done here well, um, and I don't I don't think Jermaine Johnson and I'm, I'm only speaking for me like I don't think his tape was Overwhelming. Yeah, I didn't have him as a first round guy. No, watching him on tape, yeah. and then you go to the Senior Bowl, and you know my. How high do you think he climbed with this, or do, how much do you think he helped himself? Teens or twenties? Okay, yeah. And I, I think watching him, I was like, okay, like that's a nice built dude. But most of the times, if you're going to ask about his sack production and when he made his best plays, it was rushing people down the middle as a 260 pounder, like straight arm or through the chest. Or I managed to swipe hands and run around. But, like, he's not a bendy guy, but he's a pretty strong run player whose pass rush plan is pretty much swat hands and run, and not bend, but swat (laughs) hands and run, or run down the middle. And, like, that's not a very diverse rush plan. No. So I'm like, okay, it's like a second-round DN, see what he turns into. And then at the Senior Bowl, it's like, wait, he has 83 pass rush moves? and Yeah, yeah he can bend, and he's quicker than everybody else. There was one drill where they were going in the, the rectangle with the pads up tight, and he was the last one to go out of the edge rushers. And I was like, okay. That's a smart marking, plan. Making, yeah, See how it works. Making mental notes and just kind of rolling. And then he went, and it, I swear, if I would have had a – a stopwatch. It would have been twice as fast. And the the form, the footwork, the moves. I, you mentioned it. He somehow added to his arsenal in the four weeks where he wasn't playing football at the collegiate level. But he looks like a bottom half first round talent. Shout out to we, Exos. we all love. We all love the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all love these uh, Georgia defensive linemen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This kid was part of the Georgia defensive linemen. That's terrible. He was part of that group. Oh so God. they were kind of buried on the depth chart. Yeah, and then he said, "Well, I'll go to Florida State and I'll be their best defensive players." And Florida State's had a lot of issues there. But I, you know, I'll tell you something about the kid. Jeff talked about the pass rush stuff. He's really plays the run very, very well. There mm-hmm. was times in the North Carolina game where they tried to double team him, and he's like, "Nah." I'm not having any of this, you know. Able to kind of, you know, get through those and and get in on the ball and stuff like that. That's tough when you have a player that's playing that hard every single week and they're getting beat, but you consistently see him throughout the game and he doesn't look like he's beat down by the whole scoreboard and all that. It just reminds me of a guy like Ron Leary when I watched him play. That like, you know, when he was at when in Memphis, he he was getting just beat down every single game and played hard. And, you know, there's something about that for a kid when it's not great on the scoreboard and they're still out there busting their ass. 
Can I take you another place with the defensive line? Yeah, hell yeah. There's, okay. there, I'm, I'm, we're not going to get to all of them. There's yeah. like 10 of them. Because so many of the defensive tackles stood out. Well, and I think number re- one. Sorry. If you're not going to bring him up, I at least just need to say the name Perrion Winfrey. Former like, center, yeah. Good he call. just dominated. <laughs> uh, senior Bowl MVP, two sacks. Kyle wrote about him. You can go read it on the site. Just dominated the Wednesday practice. Another guy who's. Tate? I figured that's who you weren't going to bring up. Well, I was just going to. More so, even as an overarching Cowboys topic, because what I would like to get out there with the draft is on this team right now, you probably need a nose tackle, a one technique, a big boy space eater yep. more than you need the three technique, the athletic three technique, pass rusher. Pass, yeah. yeah. And so, like a guy like Travis Jones jumped out at me, Connecticut, three hundred twenty-seven pounds. This is going to be an interesting study, and <laughs> he's a good player on tape too. Like he is, he's a space eater that can Ooh. stay in there versus double teams and versus single teams. He's going to walk you to the quarterback. Um, I-, I thought he was a day two guy on tape, and he helped himself in Mobile, so he probably goes in the second round. Wow, guys like um, and I could be crazy because again, no, I I'm think a, you're like, I'm not staring at everybody's rankings. If I'm, I'm telling you what I saw, and yep. if I'm wrong, whatever. Uh, I've got a chance to be really wrong about this guy. Don't like him? No, the, the problem I have, and maybe I was having a bad day watching tape. <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> maybe sometimes, like it was like maybe one thirty in the morning, and I was <laughs> yeah. still watching tape. I. To me, in the only two games I had were Yale and Houston. And for some reason, I'm like, I didn't think that blockers had a very difficult time with him. I have you know, the Clemson game I can send you. Okay, was he all over the place in the Clemson game? He because didn't see, have a problem with any of their blockers. See, but that, that, to me, it was one of those things where, like, you know, the ball went by him in the running game several times. And I was and I was really surprised to hear how well he was playing at the senior bowl. And I'm like, man, I wonder if this is the same guy. Because he's a you know, when you the numbers you say he's a six four, three hundred and thirty pound guy. But you know, I mean, there was I didn't see nearly enough where I mean we've seen some of these big defensive linemen. Okay, I watched this Neil Farrell from LSU. Mm. And I'm watching Neil Farrell basically the same height weight, and he's moving around all over the place and getting in the backfield and stuff. So maybe I need to watch the Clemson game. But I didn't I was glad to hear that Travis Jones at least had a really good week of practice because I didn't feel like the tape that I watched was good enough for him to make me feel like, oh, wow, if you need a one technique, you know. And by the way, your guy from Oklahoma who plays as that head-up nose, they're going to look at him as a three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's I would not, hope yeah, so, yeah, based yeah, on yeah, what he yeah. did. Yeah. Well, that's, and that, I didn't think his but, tape but, was good. But, like, but, I thought he yeah. was a day three guy, no. and then he destroyed the senior bowl. And I'm like, okay, yeah. what do I do? Like, how far can yeah. you move a guy up based on see, a week of practices? Three practices and in a game. And the answer for me was I moved him up pretty significantly. <laughs> yeah, see, there's there's a couple of these guys, like I say, him, Jones. You know, I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to go back and dig on some tape. I mean, you're going to have to find And you're not going to make stuff up like, oh, I'm now – making this up you know if you see the guy for what he is he is probably what he is your first look at him is probably what he is and i wanted to touch on another thing like that's the big boys which i think is the bigger cowboy need but the other thing i would want to get out there is don't think three technique should be off the table no hell no because like the Bengals, he's not what he was but like when they had geno atkins chris jones for the chiefs like those are your three techniques those are your game changers we get, I think, Cowboy fans and us, you get so familiar with this roster that you're like, oh, Osa did some nice things. Yeah. And, oh, man, Neville Gallimore, not bad. And, Doesn't oh, mean Tristan Hill, he's okay. Nope. Yeah. If you think that, say, Devontae Wyatt, Georgia, That's who, I was who has the mention. best get-off yeah. in the draft class,
class at yeah. D tackle. Yeah. If you think he can be a real life difference maker, yeah. it doesn't matter that you have Tristan Hill, yep. Neville yeah. Gallimore, There's, and Osa. Which yeah. boy, I'm glad you brought up Wyatt because to me, when you start talking about you watch Georgia play and it's clear, I mean, and and I know Jordan Davis is a big man and all that, but man, it's like Wyatt is off the ball like all those guys, all those defensive linemen for Georgia come off the ball. But, I mean, he's like the first one with the initial quickness and stuff, and that's that's what helps him. I mean, he the movement, the way the initial quickness, they use him on twist stunts and things like that. There's a lot of things that you can do with Wyatt from Georgia to, to help your to help your scheme. Before we go to break, I did, did y'all have a chance to watch my – if I have a pet cat coming out of Senior Bowl week, as long as we're on this topic, it's probably – Otito Ogbonia out of UCLA. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really impressive. And like along the line of what y'all are talking about with Travis Jones, he's massive. Yeah. He's 6'3, 326. And I think he could play both positions. Like, I mean, he he gave your boy Zion Johnson all he could handle. Easy, bro. I'm just saying. Easy, a couple guys gave Zion Johnson the, all easy. that they could handle. Oh, you mean the offensive lineman of the week from his team? Yeah, kind of. You guys are saying he no, got no, beat no. up a lot. He no, no, actually, he get beat up. I did want to. He, he, I thought Stop he built. Stop lineman. I thought he built as the week went along. Like, I texted you. He was on the ground a lot on Tuesday. And as the well, week went along. they put him along, in center. My no, guy's never been there. As the week went along, yeah, I thought he got better. I still get ready think for number twenty-four. There's got to be Johnson. there's got to be like at least six D tackles that really helped themselves out yeah. last week. Yeah. All right. Um, shoot, we could do another segment at the end of the show about guys we haven't gotten to. But you talk about yeah. your guy Petrie. Got a lot more. Yeah. Before that, uh, before that, we got Twitter on the twenty. Right after this break, we'll be right back. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the Draft Show Segment 2. You know what that means. 
Twitter on the 20. Beam on the... <laughs> yep. He was ready on cue. We are rounding into form Sorry, here. He was good last Tuesday when we filled no, in for you we guys. Are, yeah. We are rounding nice. into form here. I'm excited about it. Let's just get right into it. Uh, my buddy Joe... Hey, Joe. How you doing? A uh, lot of talk about left guard at pick 24. I think going back to the first segment, the two names we've heard the most of, Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Obviously, probably early to know if both of those guys are, are right for that range, but he wants a comparison between the two. How do you feel about those guys? I think Green at A&M to me is a higher ceiling guy and Brian hates these words he's not sure this. what they mean I'm not sure what you're talking about now but green between the flexibility like That's another can, conversation but with Kenyon Green the A&M guy he's my number one guard one of the things that jumps out immediately is literally his stance like he is so comfortable for a 320 pound or whatever guy with knee bend and with yeah. using that to generate power so yeah. like I think Kenyon Green is the more powerful player that might have the better tools. And I think Zion Johnson is like everything in my notes is just good, 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 good. And it's just like, that's him. He's just a rock solid player. They both played multiple positions. So I think both of them are step in starters at guard. And I'm a big Zion Johnson fan. I would not have a problem at 24 picking him. Uh, Kenyon Green, I'd be excited to pick at 24. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Jeff has got the players right. I, I, I'll i tell you what, I, I think with Kenyon Green, you have a guy that's a little bit more confident on sitting down on his guy when he when he has to deal with a power player. And I, I think that's something – Jeff hit it with the knee bend and the balance and the strength and all that. The thing I worry about Zion Johnson a little bit about, I don't think he completely trusts himself just to sit down on his guy. And, I, I mean, because he's just a really – if you had to tell me, I think Johnson's actually a better athlete, and I think Green's a better power player Yes, when I look at the two. And if you said – I can you know, hear Cowboy fans screaming for the better power player right now. Well, if you're – Zion if you're, Johnson's the best sustainer I've yeah, seen at guard in years. That's, wow. that's, that's what When saying. he gets hands on someone – yeah. It, it doesn't. He does not fall off. Yeah, I mean, they, it doesn't happen. They both. I mean, I'm not saying that Zion Johnson doesn't have power because you can see in the running game he'll get some movement. Yeah. But I think that I think that Kenyon Green is the guy that that because my, my one of my favorite things is like he plays to the echo of the whistle. Like they're mm. still like they're like you know they blown the whistle and he's still like driving a guy over a pile or something like that. And That's what I, you want. I kind of like that about yeah. him. I really, really do. And, and and but nothing against Johnson. I just think that Green's a more powerful player, and I think Johnson's a little bit better athlete. You guys are spot on because you you bring up the strength yeah. of of Green and his lower body is just nuts to me. I mean, I it's, think his his balance. He's not need though. You ever yeah. notice him from like on the side? He bit. turns his knees turn in mm. just a little bit. Yeah, and you're kind of like, I go, man, that's a funny lower body there. Yeah, but, but, but he's strong. But he is strong. He's strong no, he's and he thick. can power he's through. He's really thick in the lower body. The really thing is. about Zion Johnson that I think will be evaluated over and over again that I really like is is one, like you said, the confidence level. This is a guy who got to Boston College after playing at Davidson. Yeah. I mean, he was playing with a press box that's no bigger than what the podcast studio is it that we're in right now. Bounce is. house in the end zone? I I don't even know if they ha- could afford that. Worked for that guy houses. at Golden State. Yeah, that's true. They found that guy from <laughs> Steph Curry from Davidson. True. But he played three seasons there, got to Boston College, and immediately was a starter, immediately yeah. played really well, and was the best offensive guard potentially in the ACC, maybe in the country. 
And if that's not enough for me to build his confidence, I don't know what could be. I, it's just a, it's just the thought. Again, yeah. that's just my thought of like I said. I I think that the guy. I think he's got enough strength and enough power. I just don't know. I mean, to me, I thought this guy was going to come out last year, yeah. and then he went back, and then and I was kind of like, oh, okay. He played better. He played better. He sure did. I'll be honest. I went into this question assuming I would come out of it and just like, yeah, Green is the much better option. But I'm hearing a lot of Zion love. You it's can, it's you, an ice cream thing. You, I honestly, think. I don't think I don't. These guys are. I don't think you could go wrong with either one of these guys. I really, really don't. I think that if you plug them in and play, you're going to be really happy. And I know that the things that Jerry Jones covets when he starts talking about protecting the front of that pocket. Both these guys can do that. But I think Green would be a little bit better at it than Johnson would. Real quickly, sorry, Dave. Is is there any question on the scheme fit for both of these guys? Because I feel like Green could fit into any scheme he's placed into and can play both guard positions, potentially could work out to right tackle, whereas Johnson, on the other hand, I think is pretty limited, and they tried him at center, but I don't know if that's going to be a long-term answer. Do you feel that way anyway? Uh, As long as you're playing – if you're talking about playing them both – at guard, sure. then I don't think either one has any limitations. Okay. Like I think both of them are really good zone blockers. Zion Johnson's great on the move, awesome. left yeah. or right. I yeah. love how he gets to the second level. Yeah. yeah, so I think no, I think both of them fit fine. Now, Kenyon Green, the bonus is if somebody quits your team or something, and it's like, hey, we need a like, insert offensive line position, he'd go, I've played that. Yep, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he played left tackle <laughs> against Alabama, and it wasn't bad. Yeah. It they wasn't they bad. won that game, right? Yeah, That's it right tackle against Kent State. That yeah. was fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> all awesome. I need to know. Uh, all right, Bob Bobless Bob wants to know. You feel better losing Randy Gregory if you have George Karloftis out of Purdue, mm-hmm. David Ajabo out of Michigan, or Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. If you if you come away from the first round with one of those guys, can you tolerate losing Randy Gregory? Give me Karloftis if you're going to pick sure. a guy. Why? I kind of feel like, to me, with him, you could play him at really at both spots. And again, I, this whole thing with position flex, I'm, I've had enough of it. But this guy will. I mean, because what he can do is he's super impressive with the way, I mean, the technique that he plays with. Because he is going to not, he's going to rush to the level of the quarterback. There's a lot of these guys, these young rushers, that they get way too deep. He goes flying by the guy. He never gets a hand. He always seems to like the swat, the swim, the rip, the pull. All that stuff is getting him to the level of the quarterback. And when you get to the right spot, you're going to find a way to make a lot of plays. And This guy's got a burst, and he can redirect. I mean, there's a lot of positive things about him. I talk about the double team blocks a lot of times. He's going to see his share of those and the but they were they knew where he was i mean notre dame and iowa when i was watching those games they knew where he was on the field and they tried to double team him and this guy was still making plays because of his smarts and the technique i I would be totally on board having a rusher like this guy yeah randy gregory's staying so i agree i'm totally down with drafting another one i agree with you but that wasn't the question maybe it won't be maybe it'll be somebody else that's not here well don't ask that question randy gregory's gonna be here now maybe you are missing a different edge guy Mm. for some reason Mm. and you could use an edge guy hate this conversation but um yeah of course you would feel better if you had a first round caliber player to replace them so do you have a do you have a preference on those three uh i have not studied ojabo yet Karloftis over Johnson, 
pretty comfortably for me. Yeah, I went. Loftus is just one of those heavy-handed, can't yeah. stop, won't stop offensive yeah. linemen. Just can't sustain on him because he's yeah. just bam. I feel like hand, from bam. what I know about him, that that would almost be like a coup to get in that range of the draft. You know, like he's, something yeah, would have he's not to like happen. A, well, but he. I, I kind of feel if I'm wrong, not but really, you could have Hutchinson. He's and not like Thibodeau a, and Trayvon Walker, and maybe somebody takes Jermaine Johnson. Maybe he's the fifth edge off and Ojabo. Maybe he's the sixth edge. Man, off the he's board. not like a freakazoid bendy guy, though, right? No, he will not test great. And that's that's kind of my point. I, I, so I man, I disagree. I watched him work out a couple weeks ago. He's I disagree. I, I mean, I okay, think good. yeah. To me, this I, I just kind of when you watch him play, whether Plays he's great. a bendy guy <laughs> or not, the way I have it is Thibodeau, Hutchinson, and him. That's how I have yep. it, right? That, those are my three That's right there. My and three, it, just like if that. you want to throw Walker in there and a Jabo and Jermaine Johnson, but that's okay. But Thibodeau and Hutchinson, Oregon and Michigan, yeah. For those of you keeping score, they're widely seen as like top five to top ten picks. Yeah, they're out of there. It's just a matter of what's order. You, I, how far below Car? Like how how much of a drop is Karloftis? He to me anywhere between twelve and sixteen. Okay, that's kind of where I have him. Edge rushers get picked. That's what yeah. they do. Yeah. One thing about the edge rusher spot, and if I, I know you said you hate this conversation, and I think we may try and push this to later in the week, but I think replacing an edge rusher in the second round would be more likely than replacing another position of need uh, in the second that's round. That's a one. All right, we're so gonna just just to let you know, we're gonna you don't tap, have to pick that guy in the first round. There's gonna be a lot of edge rushers there just, that are really intriguing. Whenever fifty, how many how many edge rushers drafted outside the top like fifteen make a quick impact? Not though? a lot. It's not, not a ton, though. It's not, not easy to do. Wide receivers is what we get in the second round. Don't tweet me about TJ Watt. I know. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we can tap dance around this a little bit more. I do look. I want to do a segment. Word coming out of Mobile. It's been discussed in the in Cowboys land all week about the potential of the 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 ambiguous futures of Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. We can get into a whole segment about that. For the time being, Selvin wants to know on the off chance Amari Cooper's not here, how big of a need does wide receiver become? Huge for me. If that were to happen. Do you have Wilson back? I think it's need one. I I, I don't know. You can't assume See, that, right? If, yeah, I think like, it's need one. It's tied because technically you only have one safety on the roster as well. So like well I feel Kwamu. more I feel more confident about figure it out. I feel more confident about at least getting like Casey and Hooker back in the fold than yeah. Well if Gallup Cooper's gone, Wilson. you don't you know, okay, you don't think they would I don't know. Okay. And we, and I love Michael Gallup. We all love Michael Gallup, but through that man a pizza party. You're talking about him not being back from his rehab until potentially like after training camp. Like that's not a guy that you can count on to be good to go to start your season probably. Yeah, we can find wide receivers though. But yeah, it becomes a huge need. Yeah, if Amari's not here and then obviously it depends what you do in free agency, but the receiver room at that point is CD Lamb and Simi Fioko. That's the room. So yeah, you need multiple. This is such not a fun class to be needing a wide receiver. Oh, Why it's a fun it class. It's not a fun last class. year again or something. It's not a fun class to need a wide receiver one. It's That's a fun fair. class to need a wide receiver. At least, you've got, a, at least you've got a. Jeff can always get excited about. But the ask Jeff, oh, ask Jeff what he thinks about everybody being hurt at receiver though. You have to evaluate all these receivers. The two Alabama kids, the USC. Oh, people kid. get hurt. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Is Lund- is Drake London dealing with an injury? Oh yeah, that flew Dang under though. my radar. Yeah. How yeah. how significant? Well, that's where he's been. He. 
probably be ready for workouts and stuff like that. But there's people that are going to have to look at his. I think it was an ankle that he so, was able, that he dealt with. But man, that guy. You talk about 13, 14 targets a game, mm-hmm. catching eleven of them every single time. That's fun, fun tape to watch. He's right a workhorse. There. Yeah, sure is. How do we feel about the kid out of Arkansas? I'll tell you what, man. That that is one of those guys that it's almost like watching. You know, Jeff told you a long time ago Dennis about Rodney. Debo. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. He's a power forward. Power forward. God, I just I did a broadest right there. I'm very sorry. Traylon Burks is who I'm talking about. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. I just see it's I, it's hard sitting in that chair. I just isn't it? I like to I just want to make sure that even somebody who knows nothing about the draft oh, can no, follow Burks. this. Yeah, Whereas no, absolutely. when you get going, it's just like, oh yeah, the Arkansas guy. No, Burks. Anyway. I, I, but, but Burks, the thing with him is, and Jeff told you a long time ago about Debo Samuel coming out of South Carolina. This kid, they line him up at a lot of different spots. They hand him the ball. They give him the jet sweeps. They throw him screens. They throw it down the field. He's one of the best players at Arkansas. Arkansas is ranked in the top ten for a long time until they went to Georgia, you know, and then had a little bit of a bad stretch. But this guy was one of the best players in the SEC, receiver wise. You talk about all the Alabama kids and stuff like that. You watch this. You watch this. This kid from Arkansas, Burks, play. I go. You'll be super impressed with him and and how tough he is. So you don't, Jeff. You don't think this would be a good year to want a receiver at twenty four. I could take a receiver at twenty four. He'll take the Alabama kid, Williams. Which one? Williams. Williams. Yeah. I would take in order Garrett Wilson, oh, Wilson. at Ohio State at number twenty four, if I could. Wow, he's your number one. Uh huh. Huh. I would take Traylon Burks, the okay. Arkansas wide receiver, at number twenty four. And I would be willing to take Jamison Williams, the Alabama speedster, at number twenty-four. So yeah, I got three different guys that I could take there. Okay. And Garrett Wilson, just a brief scouting report because he is my wide receiver one. I just think the NFL right now, there's a lot of different things that are really important at wide receiver. But to me, some of the most important are can you separate and what do you do after the catch? Yeah. And Garrett Wilson's just got the explosive movement skills to separate at the top of routes. And then he's almost punt returner-ish with enough power that he's hell after the catch, too. So Garrett Wilson is my wide receiver one and also the one I trust the most. Hmm. Like Traylon Burks, I really like. Traylon Burks doesn't really separate. Traylon Burks is more of screen game and down the field. He's not a great route runner. Right. It's it's he's, more. He's not even runner. good at getting himself in position for deep balls. It yeah. seems but it doesn't matter. He relies because <laughs> he's a power forward. Because yeah. he's a power forward. Phys- physicality and athleticism. I have yeah. a feeling yeah. if you put him with a really good quarterback, you might see a different player. I, I really do. Yeah, they got an offensive tackle playing quarterback there in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. That doesn't yeah. help. But I mean, just in terms of if you compare him to. Both Ohio State. Can guys. you? Can Chris I get Olave. any love? Okay. Can I get any love for Olave at Ohio State? Chris Olave. I love Chris Olave. Football looks so easy to that dude. I know. Isn't he looks crazy. The, he's the smoothest football player like ever. Yeah. Does it give you any pause the fact that the one game that they didn't play in, Jackson Smith and Jigba went for four hundred yards? So and I was going to say oh, he's the best one. That's Jameson, <laughs> Jameson Williams left Ohio left. State because he couldn't get on the field. Yeah. Yep. They got. Wilson and Olave coming out this year, yeah. and the kid that can't go pro set every Rose Bowl record in Kids the world. Texas, it all right? up. Yeah. Tell it to the Georgia For defensive Rockwell. tackles. Georgia might have yeah. two defensive tackles going the first round, and the best one isn't draft eligible. <laughs> Jalen Carter's true. better than Next year. Jordan Davis. You're already trying to trade picks than, for yes. him. All right, well, I will trade both Ohio State receivers and both Georgia D tackles for the next Georgia D tackle. <laughs> Glad you're learning about this scouting stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's always how it goes, oh, right? No, you're Every time 
when you turn on these games, you're like, yeah, but look at the true sophomore. Yeah. Who, who's that number? Who's that number nine playing defense? Oh, don't worry about him. He's a sophomore. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap this up with a question from Brian with an I. Oh. We've, Sorry, we've talked a lot about Tyler Linderbaum. He's kind of on that short list. Yes. the Iowa center. I know you would draft him. That's I'd not. Take him. That's not the question. Brian wants to know. Is it a luxury to spend a pick like that on a center, given that you've already sunk two seasons of starting into Tyler Biotish? I guess basically the question is, is Biotish that much of a liability that it's worth drafting a replacement that highly? Because if you draft Tyler Linderbaum, he's starting. Like He's not going to sit behind Tyler Biotish. When you drafted Tyler Biotish in the fourth round, late in the fourth round, did you expect him to be your long-term See, and I, I'm, center? I'm glad you said that because I, I think – I think Remington Award winner and sure. Wisconsin coming right after Ty, uh, Travis Frederick. I think it was unrealistic. Getting getting drafted to this team didn't do Tyler any favors no. because people expect him to be Travis, and he's not. Right, and he never will be, and he well, he was never projected to be, or he'll be better. Than Travis, I just don't appreciate the doubting over here for this guy. You know, he's just. I like Tyler as a person. If anything, I think we're giving Tyler a a vote of confidence. Exactly, and he never, he was not put in a position. I agree from draft day forward to have the right expectations. They never were there because immediately he was the guy. And then this year, he was the only guy because Joe Looney wasn't even on the roster. And your next best center is the guy that was playing next to him who had never played center in his life. And that was Connor Williams, who's not on the team any longer. So now it's just Tyler Biotish. So I don't think it's a luxury. I think it's a pretty hard need. If you have a chance at Linderbaum, you pick him. Because when you don't pick the best player, eventually you look back and be like, what are we, stupid? Yeah. Like if you, at 24, mm-hmm. had him available and you pick a different position that you don't think is as good a player, but it's like, him well, or Wilson. We, but we need it more. Uh, Linderbaum. Oh, okay. Um, Even if what, what if Cooper's not here, just yeah. go way off the rails. Linderbaum, still okay. Linderbaum right. for me. Because Whoa. otherwise, you look back at it and you have massive regrets because you're like, oh, we did correctly identify that that guy was going to play in a bunch of Pro Bowls, but we got a decent starting receiver because we quote needed it. Mm. Screw that. Yep. Pick the player that's the best player, and you won't regret the pick. Is there a player that at uh, 24 that would take you off Linderbaum? I think you tried to do this to him a week or so ago. I I I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, that's what it was. That was, that was his answer a couple weeks ago. Kayvon Thibodeau. All right. the other Maybe thing. Evan Neal. Maybe Iquanu. Uh-huh. The other thing that makes me Iquanu so, really good. Maybe so sauce? locked in on Linderbaum. Sauce, yeah. the, the thing that makes me so locked in on Linderbaum is it's him. Is he perfect? And then it's a... Bunch of guards, yeah, and then it's like Donovan West is my next high to, highest graded center. Well, that's the funny. Have you seen, have you seen Alec Lindstrom from Boston College? I haven't watched him that, yet. I haven't. You, watched, need, you need to watch his Zion was you snapping. Need to watch and they're him. like, "Hey, do you want us to help you make some money if you can do this well? You like, mm-hmm. you like those Boston College interiors?" I'll tell you what, huh? Boston College put a lot of offensive linemen in this You're league. You're not wrong. I, I mean, I think it's a fair question. Like, I I don't think Tyler is as bad as people give him credit for, but I do think Linderbaum seems to be good enough. That if you have that opportunity, probably the you least amount, the least amount of holes in a player, Lindenbaum maybe. Yes, in Other the whole the, first round, or just in the Cowboys' range of no, picks? no, in the whole first round. Jeez, yes. Would you say the lack of weight then? Right, doesn't bother me. Hmm. Kind of bothers me. I'm be honest. With under three hundred. Yeah, a lot of people think he's small, but I don't think. There's I bet any there's twelve r- starting this, centers in the league that are under three hundred. This, this team won. This team Ooh, won a good. Super Bowl with a Mark Stepnowski playing. Yeah. 
True. Jason Kelsey was 280 when he came in the league. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Give I me feel Jason better. Kelsey. I feel a lot better. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We, I mean, we got to four questions. It's not, it's not, our, it's not our best, but it's not our worst. You we did thought good. we were going to get to 10. We will try to improve. I just I made I like, you write down. I like to have margin for error. I wrote down eight. We got to four. It's fine. <laughs> we can answer them Thursday. It's a lot better than writing down three. When we and come, hoping you can get to four. When we come back from this break, uh, we will dive back into the Senior Bowl. We got a little bit more to talk about. Stay with us. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. So my scouting report gets a ding today. I did a bad job as a host. I left off the read. So here's two reads for you at once. There's a tax thing you got to do, right? Liberty Tax is a proud partner yeah. of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Also, Brian, you can invite Rowdy to your next event. Jeff and I were talking about Maybe that. Maybe might do it. At the Crawfish Boil. Yeah. Yes. Birthday parties, corporate Bingo. events, special deliveries, Crawfish Boils yes. if you got them. Yeah. Uh, Rowdy's the best. Hey, games, entertainment, photo yeah. ops for all occasions. DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy. Book your appearance. If you see the Rowdy van at certain locations, don't let that bother you. I parked parked next to it today. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yeah, I'm right next to it. Well, at least he was at work today and not somewhere a little more nefarious. Yeah. Kyle's going to get Rowdy for the wedding as a ring. (laughs) Yes. Oh, dude. No, I want Rowdy at the crawfish boil. Yeah. All right. Imagine me eating tiny crawfish with Rowdy hands. No, you'd have to take off the gloves. No, I want him to eat it with the... Hands on. I wish. And like, put it in the smiley face. We gotta, like, it says photo op for all occasions. We so got to auction off. We got to auction off, like, a tape session with you. And Rowdy? No, well, if Rowdy wants to come, that's fine. But I just wish, 
I wish our listeners could have the opportunity to watch tape with Brian because he'll tell you he'll tell you all about a guy's footwork and then simultaneously be like, oh my god, look at the mascot, look at take it out. There's Corso. Yeah, I sit. That's my great. Corso one was the best. He loves yeah, I was watching Corso. I was watching tape the other day and I took a screenshot of it. It was Georgia and he was right there. It was Georgia Clemson mm, the first game season opener? And I I, I clicked it. I sent Jeff and KT Corso Corso. He'll just he'll be like, oh my god, the ball girl. Got knocked into the kicking net. This is hilarious. Yeah, there was a there was a the Florida State ball boy. Is that the Florida one? Florida State like, ball boy. The red, run? Yeah, the red. The redhead. Oh, red, yes. red lightning. Red, red lightning. lightning. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. All right. The thing. I mean, Brian or Jeff, you brought it up. Like the thing I love about this show is I had a whole third segment planned, yeah. but we talked about. So few senior bowl prospects that I feel like we should That's get the, that out of the way while it's the right still thing. fresh. Doing the right thing. All right. So what we covered? What we covered? Defensive line, a little bit of offensive line, quarterback. What else from the senior bowl? Who else caught your eye? I want. I wanted you to talk about Jalen Petrie since you were so curious well, like about his coverage. Player. Okay, mm. Brian's got a Petrie opinion that I'm going to let him deliver, but. I'll tell you, when I was watching, Jalen Petrie is a Baylor safety. He'll line up as kind of their nickel, but he'll rush off the edge a bunch. He plays forward a ton. They play a bunch of zone. But you can tell watching tape that Jalen Petrie is the ringleader of that defense. Mm -hmm. And he sets a tone that is unreal. Everyone on that Baylor defense wants to hurt you. Everyone. And it starts with him. I miss you, Dave Aranda. And so... Exactly. So I'm in my notes there, and I'm like, gosh, I just I have no clue if this dude can cover. None. Because he's just kind of floating out there in his zones, and you can tell he's a smart player. And then the Senior Bowl stuff, every time that I saw, and you guys would have seen more than I did, but everything I saw on TV, it was like, oh, this dude's blanketing people. Yeah. If Jalen Petrie is a good cover guy, Jalen Petrie's a top 50 pick. Yeah. And so like I think Jalen Petrie helped himself a ton and became a name that I'm now intrigued by if you could get to the Cowboys second round pick. Yep. I'll tell you what, man. Man, you eight good years. Job eight the, years. Good job I finally there. figured out how to scout, Brian. Come on. That <laughs> damn it, man. Let's go. I mean, that is awesome. Year eight. Got it. <laughs> I'm ty- I don't want to hear that. I want to hear you like MF his opinion. Just no, like you're This is Tyron Matthew. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, well, that's a first-rounder, then. Whoa. No, this is hey, Tyron. This is Tyron. Tyron, went, Tyron was like pick 68. But yeah. yeah, but if you know he well, is sure. him, no, no, this sure. is, this is Tyron. Higher. This is Tyron Matthew. <laughs> wow. This is who this is. I am, I am listening. Synthetic yeah. weed? <laughs> yeah, this guy is a hybrid linebacker safety. He's sneaky. I mean, he'll shoot gaps. I mean, he has a – you talk about a high football IQ. This kid right here has mm-hmm. it. Could you watch him play? He communicates. It's like he, he's talking to the corner. He's down low on the right side of the formation, and he's talking to the left corner about a crosser. You could tell he's like pointing, and he's pointing to the other side of the field. Like this guy's going to drag this thing. Get ready, you know. And so, I mean, the awareness, the instincts. I mean, he's he, you know, if he could play the ball. I mean, you're right about the coverage stuff. I mean, you were kind of thinking, oh well, you know, how is he going to play? But I, the, the the quickness, the change of direction. I'm serious. I, I will. I will. If if you told me I could draft a kid that like you pet cat kids and stuff, this is the kid right here. He he loves to play football and he's really really good at it. You know what's exciting for me about that is, I actually have faith that this staff might draft a guy like that. Mm. Well, because for so geez. many years, for so many years, that type of player felt like he was off the table. Here, I yeah. have a vivid memory. Somebody 
somebody on somebody that side uses of the building. Safeties as a linebacker. Exactly. That's yeah. so. Some yeah. whatever year he was drafted. Remember how much we loved Buda Baker? Sure. We loved that guy. Yeah. And what I kept hearing from that side of the building was, "Where do you play him?" Yeah. And I just remember being like, "You play him on the field. Yeah. I don't care." It's one, it's one <laughs> of the eleven. It it's one of the eleven that go out there and try and make plays. And I yeah. feel I have confidence that Dan Quinn might actually do that. He so, could. Especially with the versatility that he has. Now, this is fun because this is my third year scouting with you guys, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like this this might be one of those guys that I disagree on wholeheartedly. Ooh. Okay. This I coming like, this like coming this. from a Baylor fan. And that's the thing is I, I, I've been known to ride for the guys that I know play well for my team, right? I mean, go back to Jalen Darden last year with North Texas and, I mean, some of the guys early on. I, I agree with you in, in terms of the physicality and the versatility with Jalen Petrie. He's going to go all over the place. He's going to play anywhere. He's a physical player when he wants to play. He takes a lot of plays off for me. He brother-in-laws these guys. He, he takes a lot of plays off. He doesn't play to the whistle. Ultimately, one of the things with him that I kind of saw as the Baylor side of things is once he got the reputation as being the ringleader, he wasn't the ringleader anymore. It was Terrell Bernard, the linebacker, who was also a senior bowl guy, by the way. It was those two guys that were kind of trading places. In the big games, Petrie wanted to step up and play. In the Iowa States and the Kansas States games and the Oklahoma State, the first one, not necessarily the second one in the Big 12 championship game, he was just kind of there. He wasn't mm-hmm. a impact player. I still think he's a second-round talent. I'm not saying he's going to fall out of the second and that you shouldn't take him on day two. And if he doesn't fall to you, or if he does fall to you at 58, that doesn't mean you shouldn't take him. He's a good player, but I do have my reserves about him, even as a guy who's watched him play for four years, is ultimately ultimately my case. I don't think I would put him as high regard as a Tyron Matthew at that remar- or at that point, but I do like the the idea behind his versatility and what he could do on a defense. I like what Brian said better. It got me more Sorry, dude. got me more excited. Just brought you honest. right back down. I like as, what Kyle said better. I like I like a little bit a little, of hate, little disagreement. Just a little hate, I did a little hating going on. I made I a like note about his own guy. I yeah. made a note. He said he doesn't like his own guy. Petrie yeah. hates football. I wrote that down, so yeah. I'll have that. That's, I'll, I'll I don't have know that if he here. hates football, but he <laughs> he only hates would you draft a guy in the games. second round you hate that hates football? No. Okay, then, then then your analysis, then mm-hmm. you should not have him in the second round. Ooh. Okay. Oh, get him. No, no, I'm just saying that's true. If you don't think that the I guy can – if you don't think the guy can make plays or it, it takes plays off or is lazy and all that, don't put him in the second round. Let me say it this way then. Thibodeau, Richie, third round. Richie Grant last year, UCF, yeah. who ended up going two picks, three picks before the Cowboys were on the board and Mike McCarthy slammed the table mm-hmm. because of it, that – that guy, I would be doing backflips over mm-hmm. instead of Petrie. Okay, at the same spot. But, but I'm just, I'm just saying though, if you're if you're going to evaluate these guys, then don't don't have him as one of the top fifty players. Sure. I mean, you know, to me, if if you came out, I would have more How? respect for you if you came out and said mm-hmm. that he was. I don't see this guy as a second round player. I understand that he that if you disagree with me about the Tyron Matthew thing, that's fine. I don't yeah, have a yeah. problem with that. But don't tell me all those things, and then when I get with you in a, in a discussion, that you still have him in the second round. Yeah, I have that. Him that's as... that's that to me does nothing for me. I appreciate I appreciate the fact that you are passionate about the player that you've seen the player that you don't think he could do that. Mm-hmm. But if you say, "Hey, this guy's a fourth, fifth round guy," then I'm like, "Okay, he, he's committed to that." Which you don't sound committed to the guy. I wanna, that's what I'm saying. I wanna, I'm a back half second round guy. Uh, 60s. That, that, you know, you 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 killed the kid. 
You didn't think he, you you said he does he, he doesn't play all the time. I want to divorce this. Did he? Huh? Did he say he didn't play all the time? Man, I'm spectating. I got no, no. I'm asking a question. Tra- Wait, I'm asking I'd a say question. He takes thirty percent of the plays off. So what does he do the other that's, seventy? That's, then? that's outside of the top top sixty. Okay. For me. So I want to then put him there before we kill this guy too quickly, who none of us have ever met. Not specific to Petrie, but you as a scout. If you get that vibe about a guy, how much does that ding him? That on he your doesn't. Board? That he doesn't like football. If he takes plays off, or if his tape is inconsistent, like if he's I'm clearly got it, the yeah, talent. Yeah, but I mean the thing. But he's that got is, inconsistent tape. Yeah, like if you how, watch the tape and he's not making plays and he's standing around and he's not in the pile and he's not doing all those things, you put him where you think, okay, it's it's not about the talent. You could say all the t- things you want about the talent. You like, hey, this guy can run. Mm-hmm. He at times is physical. You got to put him if he's not making plays. See, the thing about the reason I would say that this guy is Tyron Matthews. Is because he does make plays, you know he do, he is in piles. He is in the. He sees them a different way. That's cool. But I mean, the, to me, the thing about it is, I look at this. If he's not doing those things, this guy loves football. I could tell he loves football the way he plays. Now, if he sees them a different way, that's cool. You know, I'm here for this. But that that if if I see a guy that has all the talent in the world that, that doesn't love football, we had a guy that was a tackle at, at way back in the day named Ben Coleman that played at Wake Forest. Ben Coleman was at Jacksonville with us. Ben Coleman only cared about making money to start the Cold Stone Creamery ice cream place. <laughs> That's the only thing he cared about. He didn't care about. He he just played football to do that. Yeah, he was a super super talented player. But, you know, you knew in your heart, you're like, this guy doesn't care about football. So put him where you think that, like, that he's, like, where he, if he, if you feel like he's not that type of a player, that he really is not going to be a great fit for you and not play hard all the time, you got to put him down there. And if he ends up being an all-pro and all that, then that's that's fine. When you say down there, fourth round? Like, I don't know. How I much don't, of a knock is I had the guy in the top 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend no. here does not. <laughs> I mean, he said he did. But then he's crawfishing on me right a, now. I said there's a chance, and and I may well, have said stick it wrong. to it. I, I mean, am. It, I I think he's outside the top sixty. Okay. I think he's a bottom half second round player. Okay, and that's kind of where it is. If but he's you, you, you described him, that's fine. but you described him as a guy that nobody should want. I described him as a guy that wasn't Tyron Matthew. That's ultimately my my decision making okay. there. I didn't want to kill the guy as he doesn't love football. I just don't think he plays up to his ceiling. He has a high ceiling. He has that versatility, the athleticism, the hitting ability. He comes up and plugs the run. I have Will come down, lay a hit at the line of scrimmage, and takes great angles to the football, which he does on tape every single time. However, when he decides to take a play off, he he sits there, kind of hangs out, daps up the guy on the other line of scrimmage. And it's, it's not necessarily plays that are like run plays to the opposite direction. Fourth round? No. Okay. Early, or I mean late second, early third. Okay. I'm excited. I'm taking notes when we disagree about players because to this point, it's been mostly kumbaya. If if he's if he's a bust, I'll be the first one to admit it. I mean, I do. I think this. I think this kid's got some special. The irony. I really do. The irony. Like we did this extra segment to get to more players, and we've gotten one. one. (laughs) Brian, what do you got, Brian? Give me, give me a guy. Who would you like? Well, no, go ahead. I'm, no, I'm, I'm asking you. What for the, this, another guy from the Senior Bowl that you thought was that you thought was impressive, or you liked their tape? I tell you what. To me, I was I was on board because we were just talking about this kid, and I, I like what he did to finish out the game with the Petrie thing and all that. I mean, I I, I think that's what Jeff was talking about. With the, you saw the cover skills, 
you know, those were the things that I think to me and the way that he was able to make the last play in the game, you know, the interception to, to, to seal this thing up. I think that was. I think that's something you have to be happy about. I'll steal Brian's time and give you another guy. <laughs> Thank you, Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama wide receiver. receiver. Yeah, I saw so you tweeting about him. I just saw a little bit of the stuff he was doing at the Senior Bowl, and it was about the same time. I want to say I saw him in one practice and then watched his tape that night. Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama receiver, is a really good player. Uh, obviously, the level of competition isn't great for a lot of the games that he played, but he played Tennessee too, and he hung up like seven for a buck fifteen a touchdown. And it's nuance; it's knowing how to play wide receiver, where you can sort of change speeds in a route. You can kind of manipulate where is a corner and where do you think I'm going and where am I going to end up. So Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama, I think is a really well-rounded, good player that is potentially top 50, top 60 pick. That's a South Alabama wide receiver that I think that highly of. You're not the first person I've heard say that. And it's so easy to evaluate receivers at these events, but I did think that there were a lot of guys that stood out. I mentioned him in the break, and again, like I'll just be selfish and bring up a guy that I really like. But Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, I mean, it's easy to fall in love with a big receiver, but I just like his skill set. I like his physicality. He's versatile. Like, he can play in the slot at 6'4", which is fantastic, especially as a team that might be looking for a guy that can do stuff like that. I thought he was really impressive. Made a great diving catch in the game on Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's ironic because I think we know the Cowboys don't like these small school guys. I mean, they'll, they'll tell you they do, but they never draft them. There are a lot of small school guys down there that I really liked. Like, yeah, did, yeah. Really Let me ask you this. In yeah. practice, did the, the kid Abraham Smith from Baylor had a really good game. Did you notice him at all at practice? Not during the week, to nope. be honest with you. So he just showed up as a gamer then is yeah, what happened did. to him. Yeah. Abraham, how was he as a player then? I mean, how was he as a, as a running back? He is he, was, this was his first year as a running back. Oh, really? He had 1,600 yards. He was a linebacker his first three years of Baylor, then wow. switched to running back, had 1,600 yards, was the best running back on the on the team, very physical. Yeah, bowling I'm ball. I'm just asking. I knew you would sit. You can just sit over there and be quiet. It's an easy he, position. But Jeff right. hates running backs. He was, he was not standout in terms of the practices. I thought uh, Devontae Price from FIU had a better week of practice. Uh, my top running back. Yeah, bring up week, your Florida guy. Yeah, it was, uh, was Damian Pierce. Okay. I thought he had the best week out of anybody as a, in terms of a tailback. But yeah. uh, I like Abram Smith a lot. He's a good runner. It's amazing. He showed up. If you watch the game, though, he showed up in the game I mean, the way he carried Always the ball did. and stuff like I that. Th- I yeah. mean, if there's a position that's harder to evaluate than – not that it's hard to evaluate evaluate receiver, but it's just easy to see them stand out. Yeah. Rashad White out of Arizona State, every time yeah. he got the ball in practice, he jumped out to me. He's a he's a big boy. And it's so hard because there's so many rotations, and you're you're yeah. trying to evaluate the offensive line going even, up against a you know, rotation in front. You do this enough, you can kind of tell even when it's a running back. But even even in a non-contact setting, you can tell like, okay, that run would have popped even sure. even if it was contact. And, and it felt like Pierce and Arizona State. Rashad Rashad right. White had a lot of those where I was like, holy crap, he's passed the safety before anybody. He can even get a hand on him. Yeah, so he's a long runner, like big I mean, strides. Big I mean, stride. he, he runs. He runs tall too. Like he yeah. he's got a very straight up stature. All right, we sort of covered some more ground on the Senior Bowl, but hey, we got what? first fight. We got nine. Oh, <laughs> fight. Jalen Petrie. I was to say that was good. Jalen Petrie is circled in the notes. Not 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 a fight, but I'm just fight. I'm glad we've got some guys we can look back on and say, hey. You were really right about that guy. Or I'll probably be really wrong. Man, you're an idiot. 
All right, guys, uh, we got plenty more weeks to sort this out. We got plenty more Senior Bowl and non-Senior Bowl guys to get to. We will see you Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Draft Show. Talk to you next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!